Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. Blessed to be in church. Amen. This morning we have some powerful testimonies in the house. Hallelujah. The Bible says that and overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. These are people who have um, encountered breakthroughs as a result of the association with the anointed and his anointing. And just by dwelling under the shadow and the flowing in the oil in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together. Let's welcome. It's a virtual testimony in Jesus' name. Listen and be advised. My name is Elizabeth and I'm in the beautiful Joba Center. Somewhere in the early part of this year, I celebrated my birthday. And on my birthday, I was in a very bad mood for no reason. I was actually in my lowest of forms. It, it was supposed to be one of those days where I'm happy or I'm excited about all the birthday wishes and stuff that people send. But for some reason, I wasn't. So I even had friends over, but still, I was still moody and sad. So in latter part of the day, my husband came home and then he asked why I was so moody. And I said, I don't know for no particular reason. I was just playing my cool gospel music and I was just lying on the bed, praying to God, asking God why I'm sad. And then he said, no, 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 he's not going to take that. And so we should get up and dance. So he started playing the word, Kamsa Hamida, um, you, me, the church, that's us, and um, praise on, praise on, praise, and even praise over problems. So we were just dancing like how we dance in church and doing all those things. He acted as the praise and worship leader and I, I part of the congregation and we're just dancing and being happy and all of that. And right after that, I felt okay. I didn't, I didn't feel the way I was anymore. And so I want to use this opportunity to tell everyone listening that, hey, we are in a beautiful church. We are in a beautiful, we are part of a beautiful family. Because if we didn't know these songs, if we didn't, because there's no way I would go looking for the songs at all. But then for some reason, I learned them in church. And we, it has really helped us. Because like, I can't imagine anyone feeling the way I felt on my birthday. But right after those songs, dancing and being happy about it, it shook off any form of depression, any form of moodiness and whatsoever. So, hey, guys, 
Let's take our praise and worship serious. Let's take our service serious. Let's take being a part of this family serious. And we'll never, ever, ever lack anything good. Thank you, Daddy, for giving us the opportunity to dance to these songs in church. Sometime last week, I couldn't feel my baby. During the early part of the days, I wasn't so bothered. But getting to the latter part, I began to worry. I called my husband and I told my husband about it. When he came home, he has his maneuvers he does that kind of make the baby move. So he started and still no response. I had, I personally also have to have certain maneuvers I do and then I, I elicit response, but nothing. I had to change positions and all of that. It wasn't working. So we began, I began to panic. My husband suggested we call the midwife. I called her and she said, we should come to the hospital if we can. And we said, okay, we'll come. So I, I began to, I found myself crying all of a sudden. And this was because um, in the morning, my husband told me that he had a dream and in the dream, together with our friends, we were crying. And so I just remembered that, that dream and I began to worry. And I, so I couldn't, ima I was just imagining the worst. So I started to cry. So just when I started to cry, a little voice said, if you have a faith as if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain move and it will move. Trust me, I didn't have the strength to even pray. So I just tried opening my mouth to, to speak in tongues, but to me, I, I literally felt like there was no strength attached to the prayer. So my husband said we should go to the hospital. I got up, we we're going, I went to sit in the car. And he got down and said, um, he would, we should add the baby back to it. And that really scared me because I wasn't prepared for a baby at the time. So he said you should add the baby back to it. And just then I was, I was able, to, I mastered courage to be able to say these words. I, I said, God, remember my tithe. And just then a little voice again said, it is not enough. And I, I quickly said, then God, remember my sacrifices and my availability in church. Then the, I felt a very faint movement. And so I, I, I quickly, or immediately became calm. And I told my husband that this, this is what happened. And she, he said, we, we are still going to the hospital regardless. So we went to the hospital, I was monitored, and then I was discharged. I came home. So the following day, I was trying to appreciate everything that had happened, because I was like, wow, was I just about to lose my baby? Was, was I just about to have some complications I wasn't prepared for and all of that? And then the, the preaching of daddy came to my, my head if you love the Lord. So I went back to my notes and then I checked. And one thing that, the first thing I read was, if you love the Lord, you will spend more time in his house. If you love the Lord, you will do what he, he loves. If you love the Lord, you build his house. And I was like, wow. So then everything that he has been preaching, we have to pay attention to. We have to live it. We have to be practical about it. We shouldn't just hear it today and then forget about it. He's preaching and then everyone is like, okay, it's everyday story, but I actually lived it and I'm a testimony by saying that as I use my sacrifices and my availability, the devil didn't have any hold on me. Immediately I got my testimony. Immediately I got my miracle. So I want to say thank you to God for giving me my baby back. <laughs> And for having, for making me healthy and my baby healthy, and also for giving us a beautiful and a, and a prophet and a pastor like Bishop Ishmael Sam, 
to feed us with his word every time. And that trust me, if you love the Lord, you will help build his house. Thank you. Now I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome. Life is 
How many of you believe Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way today? Today is a special day. Hallelujah. And today he's passing your way in a special way. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that you are not living here the same? Because today you are going to receive a special touch from Jesus. If you believe it, shout amen. Oh, shout your loudest amen. This is not loud enough. This, this cannot roll away the stone. You want to shout and loudest that can roll away the stone. So shout your loudest, loudest amen. any stone that ever attempted to stand in your way it has left you everyone has been broken and you are free in Jesus name take your seat in Jesus name hallelujah amen so let's hear the word of God hallelujah but today I have a very short word for you how many of you were at the independence square yesterday the shouting and the screaming only the hands how many of you were at the independence square yesterday friday friday good friday okay how many were not there a few oh, a few okay next time be there amen hallelujah so good friday was a very wonderful time we met together, we met, uh, prophet spoke to us about Jesus, about the cross, and man, we're so blessed, hallelujah, amen. Now today my message is simple, because Friday, Bishop told us everything that we need to know, is that not so? Everything that we need to know, Jesus told us. So I'm going to read some verses. I'm going to read some verses, few verses, and then we'll close and go home. So today is the Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is risen. Hallelujah. Jesus is risen from the grave. Hallelujah. And I'm reading a few verses that will bless all of us. Hallelujah. That will bless all of us. Now, Bible says, in Luke chapter 21, verse 1 to 8. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And like Bishop David said during the offering, you know, don't wait for people to die before you prepare your spices. You must give it whilst it is day. For the night comes where it will not be, not be necessary again. So don't wait. When you have opportunity to give, give. So they came. And they, gave, they, they came prepared with their spices. 
and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. They found that somebody has rolled away the stone. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says, and they entered and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. They entered and found not the body of Jesus. Wow. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. Much perplexed. Because there was a problem. And they were going to visit the problem and see what they can do about the problem. And they were much perplexed thereabout. Behold, and as they were much prepared there, but behold, two men stood by them in the shi- in shining garments. May you have a dream and see two men standing. All of, many times have this only black coats, black cats. Yeah? <laughs> two men standing there with shining garments. Hallelujah. In verse 5. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Wow. And this is a very profound statement. Why seek ye the living among the dead? For he is not here. He is not here. Hallelujah. He's not here. He can't be found among the dead. Hallelujah. He cannot be found among the dead. And he said, remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Remember. Remember. I see many times when we hear things in the Bible, we forget. But he said, remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. Hallelujah. So, he had told them earlier on that this was what was going to happen. That he will be crucified. He will be buried. And on the third day, he will rise again. And yet, on the third day, they were going to look for him. They, they were still going to look for him. It's like they didn't believe what he said. It's like it's just part of the normal preaching. Like the lady was saying in the testimony, if you love the Lord, this will happen. If you love the Lord, this will happen. It's like oh, one of those normal preaching. Said that she was speaking in slang, so you didn't hear her well. If you love the Lord, if you love the Lord, you see, and yet the third day they were going to look for him. But thank God that his word is true. Thank God that he's not man that he should lie. Hallelujah. So when they went to look for him in among the dead, he was not there. He was not there. His word. It's true. Hallelujah. His word came to pass. And I prophesy to somebody today that every word that God has promised that he's going to take you from, when people, if you believe, 
When people come to look for you there, they will not find you. He said, if you remember, if you remember what he told you, remember how he spake, remember how he spake, that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Hallelujah. Remember how he spake, that the righteous run to him and they are saved. Remember. Remember. Though the vision tarries, it shall surely come to pass. Remember. They will come and look for you. And you ask them, why are you looking for me among this kind of people? You know, there are some places people have decided that that's how you, where you remain. From today, you are getting out of those places in Jesus' name. They have decided that when they are talking about the unmarried, they will think about you. But one of these days, you will tell them, why are you looking for unmarried people and you are coming to me? Look at my ring. Look at my ring. Remember, if you remember. Hallelujah. So faith believes. If they had faith, they wouldn't have gone to look for him there. Hallelujah. So don't come and look for me at certain places. <laughs> because I am not there. You will not see me. Hallelujah. But see, this is what happened on the day of the resurrection. Jesus said, I will die. And on the third day, I will rise again from the dead. And they went and physically, physically, yesterday I was reading on the internet. And I was reading about many things about the resurrection of Christ. Many things about the resurrection of Christ. What many people have said about the resurrection of Christ. And how historians, antichrist, atheists, all men of people have spoken about Christ. The historic fact that they lived a man like that. And something like that happened. Hallelujah. I mean, to the extent that if somebody took his wife to um, Israel and his wife died. When his wife died, they told him that if you bury your wife in Israel, it is going to, it is going to cost you, let's say, 10,000 or 5,000 cities or dollars. But if you take her away, it's going to cost you 50,000 dollars. Can you imagine? If you bury her here, you pay $5,000. But if you take her away, you pay $50,000. The man thought about it and said, no. I have heard that one day somebody was buried in this place and he rose again from the dead. And I don't want my wife to rise again from the dead. <laughs> so I will pay the 50000 and take it away so that she never comes and give from the dead. May your, your husband never think like that about you. He said, I've heard that no, no, this place is a dangerous place. Let her remain where she is. Hey! Many jokes have been made about the past. But he died. Hallelujah. When we went to, if you go to Israel, they'll go and show you two where the Protestants have that Jesus died, where the Catholics have, but whether Protestant or Catholics, he died. And he resurrected. And I see you going to look at it in the name of Jesus. Now, today's resurrection 
or the resurrection is all about the fact that God is telling us, or Jesus came to tell us, that this is how it's going to be at the end of our life. This is how it's going to be. This is all that he came to tell us. That one day, all of us will die. And then when we die, what is going to happen is that we are going to resurrect again. We are going to come back to life. So all those at Tema Cemetery, all those at um, the one that we paid $10,000 for, all those at Gethsemane, all those at Leshibi, Lashibi, all those at Awudome, those in the sea, wherever they are, one day, there will be a resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. One day there will be a resurrection of the dead. And Jesus came to die and rise again so that we will have opportunities to be where he is. That's to be in heaven. Because you get to know that he told us what happens when we die. He told us exactly what happens when we die. When you read John 14, 1 to 3, I say my message is very short. Just be attentive. John 14, 1 to 3. Say, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. And people have had near-death experiences. People have seen visions about heaven. And they've seen mansions. One day, a friend of mine told me that she had a dream. And when she had a dream, when, that's about um, five, six years ago, when she had a dream, they were, on, they were on a bus in heaven, I mean somewhere in heaven, and they were being driven, and they were passing by so many beautiful houses, mansions. I mean, Trasalco in heaven will be like um, what? A boy's contest in Lima. So, just, it's, it's, they were driving, they see beautiful mansions. And she realized that they were going, they were going away from the beautiful mansions. And she saw a beautiful house on top of a hill. Beautiful, nice, on top of a hill. I think he said there was a sports car parked by the, by the house. I think so, if I'm not mistaken. There's a nice sports car parked by the car. So it was like a, a tour. So she asked the tour guy, the angel, that where are we going? That I have not seen my house. And we are, we are going away from the nice houses. So where are we going? Then she asked, whose house is that? Then she told me that the angel said that the, that house belongs to Yours truly. Yeah. Uh, hey! He said, the house belongs to me. Me, I was on the bus. She told me. I was, you pay me a visit. Me, I was on the bus. Look, ever since she told me that story, I've always been praying that nothing will happen for me to lose that house. Ever since she told me that story. Hey! 
said the house fine. And there was a sports car. I said, this guy. Because there are no portholes. And I think heaven, 100 lanes going, 100 lanes coming. So there's no death. So there's no even no accident. So no speed limit. Hey. No speed limit. What's Hey, Charlie. There's no time. They, I think they will sing again the new Jerusalem song. There's no time. I said, Bible said that if it were not so, I would have told you. There's no reason for me to lie to you. You know, I've always told you that Jesus is not a politician. And God is not a politician. Do you get it? A politician once told his people that when he comes, he'll come and make a bridge for them. And somebody told me, no, there's no bridge. And there's no river in our place. Then the person says, okay, then I'll bring a sea. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll bring a sea when I'm coming back. There was not even a, 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 any river or any gutter for a bridge. But he promised. Do you get it? So that he would get votes. But Jesus is not like that. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. If it were not so. But you see, what I like most is the best three. You see, and I go and prepare a place for you. I'll go and prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself. And look at the last phrase. That where I am, where I am, there you may be also. Wow. 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 That where I am, there you may be also. And where is Jesus? And he came to talk to us from this resurrection story. That there is a better place. There's, and everything makes us to know that there's a better place. Anybody who has power and can decide to check out at 33 you must immediately know that he, he knows of something better ahead of him. 33, he checks out. Say, where I am. So where Jesus is, beloved, is a beautiful place. Hallelujah. It's a mega place. If it were not so, he would have told us. So all this is so that we would know that where he is and where is he where is he? There is a story in the Bible that tells us, very popular story in the Bible that tells us where you will be in Luke chapter 16. In Luke chapter 16, where you will be? Hmm. Bible says, 22, Luke 16, 22, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Hallelujah. All of them died and were, was, were buried. Then after they died, after they died, they started talking. After they died, 
they started leaving. So Jesus is telling us that, look, there is a place. There is a place. Two places. He's in one of those places. He says that the, the one cried, 24, sorry, 23, and in hell, the rich man lift up his eyes, being in torment. That means that there, is, there are two places you go to. But where Jesus is, that he wants us to go to, is different from hell. You get it. But in hell, the rich man was suffering. He said, give me water to drink. Give me, I, I, he has so many fridges at home. And some of you have one fridge in your bedroom, one fridge in your first floor, and, fridge, and even your car, you have a fridge in the car. Even your car, you have a fridge in the car. Water, you drink water. You don't drink this our pipe water. You drink treated water. You drink treated water. Hey. But in hell. And then the Bible says that Abraham said, verse 26, and between all this, between us and you, there's a great cup fixed. So that they which would pass from hence cannot. Neither they can pass to us that will come here. So you realize that Jesus is telling us a story, a, an eyewitness account of what is happening. Do you get it? So he came to die, resurrect, to tell us the way to where he is. Because he wants us to be with him where he is. He wants us to be with him where he is. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 15, 14. Just about to close. And if Christ, and if Christ, you see, that's one of the major problems why people don't give their life to Jesus. One of the major problems why Christians don't become serious. One of the major problems why Christians will not give everything for Christ. Why they will not, if they have opportunity, they will not do it for God, but they will do it for anything else but God. This is one of the reasons, because they had questions. He said, if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and our faith is also vain. Hallelujah. Look, dear friend who is planning to backslide, Dear friend who is here thinking of other things, our preaching is useless and vain if Christ did not rise from the dead. It's vain. But go read, go Google, go read on the net, type historical facts about the death and resurrection of Jesus. You see several evidences that Jesus once lived and rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. Even people who didn't believe, believed. So if I preach it, if Christ didn't rise, I preach it, it's in vain. Then the next thing comes in. 1535. 1 Corinthians 1535. 1 Corinthians 1535 said, he said, but some man will say, 
He said, but some man will say, and I think this day some woman too will say, not only man, but some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? How? And as you are preaching, I'm sure you are asking, all those at the cemetery, all those at the cemetery by you, how are they raised up? Does this make sense? Does it make sense? And you see, this is what, this, this is the whole thing. People want it to make sense. That's why they don't believe. And you too, you are sitting here, you are not becoming serious with Christ because it's not making sense to you. That's why you, you, are, not, you are not serious with Christ and with your Christian life. With what body do they come? And then the Bible has a very beautiful answer. It says, Thou what? Thou? Oh, see, see, you're not insulting anybody. Thou? Thou? It means you are foolish if you ask such questions. You are foolish. I didn't say it. Did you get it? Say, Thou fool. That which thou sowest. Is not quickened except it die. Those of you did biology in school, when we talk about seed, when you plant something, you know we have the when you plant a seed, you also have cotyledon, and then the endo, oh, embryo, and seed shell. From three, we all did biology. You see. A Greek. No, this is a Greek. But it's also in biology or something. Yes. The Greek people should know more. Who did a Greek here? Maka. He <laughs> says say that what, what, what you sow is not quickened except it die. Except it die. And it's time to go and tell, it's time to tell us something. What you sow is not quickened, except it die. And those who die, they are not my enemy. And that without sowest, that, listen, and that without sowest, thou sowest not the body that shall be. That you don't sow the body that shall be. If you sow a mango seed or orange seed, is it orange seed you see on the tree? What do you see first? No, no, what do you see first? You see some flower sprouting from the ground. Is that not what you see? Yeah, that it becomes some kind of tree, mango tree or orange tree. Then you begin to see the leaves and then the fruit will come. Is that what you put on the ground? That's not what you put on the ground. So why are you asking that question? Go to he sees you as a seed. You are a seed. And when you die, you are sown in the ground. However you come up, he knows. However you come up, he knows. He says, and that with that sweat, that sweat not the body that shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of other grain 
But God giveth a body as it pleased him. And to every seed his own body. It's as simple as that. To every seed his own body. Amen. So when you go to verse 42, I'm making it, when you go, go and read 1 Corinthians 15, when you go to verse 42, it says that so also is the resurrection of the dead. So also. So one day, one day, after we are dead and gone, that is what's going to happen to us. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. Hallelujah. Verse 43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Hallelujah. Then he says that it is sown a natural body. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body. And there is a spiritual body. Hallelujah. There is a natural body. And there is a spiritual body. Hallelujah. So the resurrection of the dead is in this wise. That when we die, we all know that man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. So when we die, the body is the seed. That is sown. Corruptible. Weak. Sinful. Natural. And there are a lot of them at um, my cemetery. Natural. The body is sown. But then, a time will come that the body shall be raised incorruptible. Hallelujah. God will give us a spiritual body. You know, every, every, every atmosphere and every sphere and what you need to live in, for instance, God has given fishes or sea animals a body, a special body to live in the sea. Yes. They have a special body. Who gave it to them? God. He gave them a special body so they can live in the sea the whole day, the whole day, and live in the sea, breathe, do everything. Have beloved, married, and everything in the sea. Because they have a, a body for the sea. So there is a body for off sea, land, land body. There's a land body and there's a sea body. Are you getting it? There's a land body and there's a sea body. In the same way, there, and there are so human beings who have sea bodies. Yeah, yeah, look at my face. <laughs> yeah. They say they are human beings here. You are offshore beings. You are amphibians. You come on the land and then at times you go to the sea. One day I was talking to a certain girl. He said, we meet, we have a meeting under the sea. And he said, how do you go? 
He said, when we sleep, when we, we change, we change. I said, one day I went for the meeting, Satan was there. I said, how? I said, how did you, I said, how did you know Satan was there? He said, because somebody made the mistake of mentioning the name Jesus. He said, the way they whipped the person. He said, don't mention the name here again. If you are here, you, are, you go under the sea. Today must be your last time. In the name of Jesus. Ask your friend, are you one of them? <laughs> we remove your sea body right now in Jesus' name. You can't go back. Amen. So we have natural body, we have spiritual body. Even do you know that when you just go outside the outside our space, this natural our world atmosphere, your walking changes. That's why they have space suit. You walk like this. You are not controlled by any gravitational or centripetal forces or. The scientists are not minding me today. <laughs> I said more. Hmm? No gravitational force. Yes. You are just floating in the air like that. And you need to know how to walk. Because at that place, it is, there is no, you are no longer on earth. So this body here, it's made for us here on earth. It's made for us here on earth. And unfortunately, this is where Satan is. This is where Satan is. So Satan knows this body, Papa. He knows this body. He knows all the corners, <laughs> dimensions, and in and out of the body. That's why he makes your living here difficult. Difficult if you're a Christian. Hallelujah. So he says that where I am, there you also be. And how are we raised? We are raised. When Je you see, Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, what happened? He walked through a wall. Do you remember? It means that God gave him that body, that, that spiritual body. And one day we shall all have that spiritual body. Yeah. Hallelujah. And that spiritual body, everybody will have it. So it depends on where you will take it to. Because that spiritual body never dies. So you can take your spiritual body and wear your new suit and go to hell. Mm. You'll be there forever. You, somebody is binding me here. You'll be there forever. But when you wear this new body, please, let us wear it to heaven. Amen. Where we will live forever. Hallelujah. Where we live. That is the body Jesus has. But he's the firstborn of all those who resurrect. He's the firstborn. First example for all of us who live forever. No sickness. No pain. You know, you know, we read these verses when we die. When people die. And we think that's only for funerals. Do you get it? Like Revelation chapter, I hope that's what I read it. Revelation chapter 21 verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God shall be with them, and be their God. 
and shall wipe away their t- all their tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. We read it at funerals to console those who have lost somebody. But this is for us. It's for all of us. Last week we had a testimony. And, and somebody said that I, I was going to kill myself in one of our universities. He said, I was just going to die. I was just going to kill myself. Just like that. So it's for us. No more fear. No more sorrow. And people, are, you are not, nobody of your family has died, but the sorrow in your heart. The fear in your heart. That's why yesterday we had to pray for the residue of our years. So that we don't, we don't meet cancer. We don't meet all those, all those unfortunate things that will tell you that you have two days to live. No. They may the residue be good. May the residue be better than you have ever spent. In the name of Jesus. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, no pain. And he that sat upon the throne, he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all things new. This is where Jesus is. He said, where I am, that is where I want you to be. That's where I want you to be. There shall be no more. Everything shall be made new. Your ear will be made new. Your head, there will be no baldness. There's nothing. He said unto you, right. For these words are true and faithful. Wow. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is at first. Of all the fountain of water of life freely. What a place. What a place. What a place. What a place. But you don't want to be there. Hilda, you are prepared to go to America. Where there are shootings every day. Every day. You can, you can be driving your car. Because you are black, they can chase you and beat you. You say you want to go there. Hey, but here. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God and he shall be my son. Wow. Hmm. This is the resurrection. He came to die that we will have life. It's as simple as that. He came to die that then we will have life in heaven. We will go and stay in a place that there is no more Look, when they say no more death, eh, you don't understand. Oh. You don't, no more death, no more disappointment, no more, you, this morning you said you hugged me, you didn't hug me, no more, no more problems. No more, no more your husband didn't mind you, your wife didn't mind you, no more. Ay. Ay. Yesterday I realized that there are issues in the world though. Somebody said he sees things too, too. Double vision. 
And Bishop, can you imagine if you had this problem and see two of your wife? <laughs> hey! See oneself or two of your husband. Vision of twos. Your problem shall double, I tell you. That's why the song shall be, shall be true that everything now double, double. Hey! He that overcometh, he that overcometh, Revelation 3, 5. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And who are those who overcome? He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. And my final verse, Revelation 20:11. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I want them to sing the Jerusalem, and I'll read my last verse. I want them to sing that. I want them to sing it. And I'll read my last verse. Wow.
chapter 20 11 to 15 and I saw Revelations chapter 20 sorry 11 to 15 and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. There are books. There are books. Many of you have found your, your names in so many books. So many books. The books were opened. The books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according. 
their works. So God is recording everyone's works. Everyone's works like that. God is recording everyone's works. Everything that you are doing, God is recording it. Everyone's works. Verse 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. So you could even say death itself is a, is a kind of place. It's a kind of entity. Death itself is a kind of a country, a city. If the sea can give up and death can give up, then death is like an entity. It's a kind of place. Death itself. That was it. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Judged every man according to their works. Verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. So you see that hell itself is almost like a waiting room for, for some for, for a waiting room of a sort. It has a final place. Death itself is like a waiting place. It has a final place. And he said that and death and hell were cast into a lake of fire. This is the second death. This is the second death. So you die twice if you don't give your life to Jesus. You die twice. This is the second death. But the good news is in verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Whosoever was not what? Whosoever was what? Not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Noah 3, 5 says that, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess him before my father. But this one said, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now church, there are two things here today. And two groups of people here today. Those whose name are in the book of life. And how does your name enter the book of life? Is when you give your life to Jesus. When you accept this Easter story. When you accept this Easter story that Jesus came, died on the cross to forgive man his sins. And that when you, when you accept him, he washes you of all your sins. And when you accept the resurrection story, that there is a resurrection of the dead, that one day, whether you are dead or alive, this body will be taken away and a new body will be given. Now, when that body is given, depending on where you stand and where your name is, you die again. You go to hell. You go with hell and death to the lake of fire. 
or you live with God forever. Hallelujah. Where would you want to be? Where would you want to be? And those of you whose names are already in the book of life, will it continue to be in the book of life? Ever since that lady told me about the dream that he saw my mention, I've always been asking myself, Lord, is it possible that I can do something to lose this mansion? Is it possible that I can do something to lose this mansion? Is it possible that as you are sitting here today, your name is not in the book of life? And if your name is not in the book of life, the only thing you have to do is to go to Jesus. He say, where I am, that's where I want you to be. That's why I came to die for your sins. That's why I told you that I will rise again on the third day and I rose again on the third day. That's why I told you all this. So you come and be with me. So if your name is not in the book of life, if you are not born again, this Easter Sunday, I'm giving you an opportunity to spend life with Jesus after you, after, after you die. Don't die and die a second death. Where hell and death are going to spend eternity. Can you imagine hell itself is going to the lake of fire. And death is going to the lake of fire. And that's where you are going to go to if you don't have Jesus. If you don't have Jesus. And I don't think anyone here wants to go there. Which of us here sitting here want to go with hell and death to the lake of fire? Can I see your hand? You want to go with hell and death to the lake of fire. Is there anybody here like that? Nobody. But which of us here want to go, want our names to be written in the book of life and spend eternity where Jesus is with the Father? Which of us here want to do that? Some of you are not even bold. You are doing this. Which of us want to do that? Wow. Then today, you have the opportunity to do that. You have the opportunity to do that. Today, everybody, every eye closed, every head bowed. You are here. Every movement sees, please. You are here. This Easter Sunday. And you want to spend eternity with Jesus. You want to spend eternity with Jesus. Where Jesus is, that's where you want to be. Every eye closed. And you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want my name to be written in the book of life. And Pastor, pray for me. My name has been written in the book of life before. But now I'm not too sure. For certain things in my life, I'm not too sure. And I don't want to go and spend hell, go and spend life in eternal fire with hell and death. I don't want to. I want to be where Jesus is. So pastor, pray for me today. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you want me to pray for you, for God to forgive you of all your sins and write your name in the book of life and maintain your name in the book of life. Right, lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you right now. Maybe somebody came to you, you came on your own. Every hand lifted up. Thank you, thank you. Lift it up. I don't mean don't open your eye to look at anybody at all. Don't open your eye. Just lift it, lift it up high. Lift it up high. Lift it up. I say, I am not even sure again if my name is there. 
Just lift it up high. Wherever you are, lift it up high. Close your eyes. Don't look at anybody. Lift it. God bless you. All over the place. God bless. I've seen some eyes still opened. I've seen some eyes still opened. They're just looking around. Would they open their, would they lift their hands? These hands are up. If your hand is up, say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I thank you for today. I believe in my heart. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came to die for my sins. And in Christ Jesus, I have forgiveness of sins. Today, I confess that Jesus is my Lord. And I take Jesus into my life as my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that just as I am, you have accepted me and you have made me your child. From today, from today, I am yours, I am yours and, you are mine. and you are mine. From today, From today I, will always I will always come to church, come to church and worship you, and worship you because you have given me life. Given me I life. thank you, thank you. In, Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abid Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 246 939-984 To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044 You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam DHMM Also at Loyalty House International HQ page you can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you.